Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You guys, for being a fitness and nutrition expert, I feel like I spend a lot of time sitting in front of the computer. And the more I do, the more I have been getting just headaches, sore eyes, tired eyes. And I went looking for blue light glasses that would help. I tried a bunch of different brands, really didn't have much luck with anything that was helping me. But then I found blue blocks. Have you guys tried these? So they're blue light computer glasses. They have clear lenses and they're designed to help with headaches, sore eyes, like digital eye strain, watery eyes, and fatigue. So I've been using those the last couple of weeks and I swear it has made all of the difference. You can wear them during the day when working with screens or under artificial light. So if you're struggling with anything like that, you might be looking for something like blue blocks. Like instead of just taking headache medicine, it might just be that you need something like these glasses to help ease the strain on your eyes. They're made in optics laboratories in Australia. They're not mass produced in factories. They're stylish. They're science-backed technology tested to ensure that they work. And they might be a little bit more expensive than other brands. But you guys, I promise they are worth the extra investment. Because if you buy something that doesn't work, that is a total waste of money, right? Right. Yes, I know I'm right. So if you guys want to check out Blue Blocks, you can go to blueblocks.com slash autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, and you can use coupon code autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, to save 15% on your order. So you go to blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash autumn, and you use coupon code autumn to save 15%. They ship worldwide in rapid time. They have easy returns and exchanges. So you guys don't want to miss out on this. And by the way, glasses come in non-prescription, prescription, and reading options. So blueblocks.com slash autumn and use coupon code autumn to save 15%. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Let's Do Life podcast. I am your host, fitness and nutrition expert, Autumn Calabrese. And today we are talking about adjusting your mindset. We're going to talk specifically about adjusting your mindset away from the scale, but Really, what's important is to talk about our our mindset in general. So I have a few Facebook groups that I run on a regular basis. And between those groups, I have several thousand people in them. I have the Monthly Fix Facebook uh, Facebook group. I just finished the Big Fix Facebook group where people went through my workout program, 21 Day Fix. Uh, A lot of them did my nutrition program as well. Um, in the past, I've had huge groups with up to 20,000 people in them. I've had diet bets. So I'm no stranger to uh, getting an influx of messages from people on the regular. And a common topic always comes up, and it has to do with our weight, and it has to do with the scale. And what I've been seeing a lot, I've been seeing it a lot lately, but I see it a lot in general, is um, 
people messaging me and saying things like, I'm so frustrated. I just completed 21 day fix. So three weeks of working out 30 minutes a day. That's what that is. Okay. And, and they, and saying things like, I'm so frustrated. I just completed 21 day fix and I only lost five pounds or I only lost seven pounds. And it blows my mind because losing five pounds in three weeks is fantastic. Losing seven pounds in three weeks is fantastic. Losing one pound in a week or one pound or two pounds in three weeks. You guys, it's fantastic. And our mindset is what stands in our way of success and not just success in fitness and nutrition, but our mindset stands in the way of our success so often in all areas of our life, in our relationships, in our work life, in our health life. So we, we have got to start changing the words. We have to start changing the language that we're using around our progress because that's what it is, right? You set a goal. You're like, Hey, I have this goal. I want to lose X amount of pounds or I want to fit into these size jeans or whatever that fitness goal might be. And then you set a deadline for it. And I'll be honest, sometimes the deadline, the expectations around the deadline are, are good. And sometimes the expectations are pretty unrealistic if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, the weight on the scale, it's all relative. So a lot of times I have people do my workout programs like 21 day fix, like I said, three weeks, 30 minutes a day, and they have a significant amount of weight to lose. Maybe they have a hundred pounds or more to lose. So in that first 21 days, they might drop 10, 15. I've seen people drop up to 20 pounds in three weeks doing that program. Crazy, right? And you're like, Autumn, you're nuts. That's insane. But it's all relative to how much weight they have to lose, right? Because if you have 100 or 150 pounds to lose, your body has more weight to let go of. Now, if you're somebody smaller and you only have 10 pounds to lose, losing half of that in three weeks is pretty damn amazing. But we have this mindset where if we don't see this huge number in a short period of time, we get discouraged to the point where we want to give up. And that's the problem. Because there's always two ways to look at it. The glass is half empty or the glass is half full, right? So I, I just keep seeing people take this perspective of the glass is half empty of I only, I only lost five pounds in three weeks. And then they do this next thing, like I said, that blows my, blows my mind. They say, well, because I only lost five pounds in three weeks, I guess it's not working. So I guess I'll just quit. I'll just stop exercising. I'll just stop eating healthy. Well, how, how is that going to get you any closer to your goal? At least losing those five pounds brings you a step closer to whatever the end goal is. But quitting guarantees. It guarantees that you don't get any closer to the end goal. In fact, it guarantees that you get further away from it. So instead, I want to start changing the language. I want to get rid of this only. The word only, I only did this because every little bit is a step in the right direction. And there's so many other things that we can look at. So as I mentioned, you know, if we're looking at the scale, if we're talking about the scale and adjusting our mindset around the scale and adjusting our focus away from the scale, you guys, the scale is one form of measurement. 
it's that's it. It's one form of measurement. It's not the only form of measurement. It's not the end all be all form of measurement. It doesn't say who you are. It doesn't necessarily say how hard you worked. It doesn't say it it just it it just doesn't define you. The scale should not define you. Okay? So we need to look at what are other things that we should be looking at along the way on our health and our wellness journey, uh, our fitness journey. And there's a few things that I like to encourage people to do when you're starting off, when you're just getting started. What should we look at? What should we take into consideration? Fine. If you want to weigh yourself, great. As long as you, as long as you have the mindset of it is one form of measurement and it is not the only form of measurement, and I'm going to look at all of the forms of measurement, right? Then it's okay. Now, if you know me, if you follow me, you know I don't really love the scale. I tell people not to weigh themselves more than once a week. I usually prefer once every two weeks. And that is because it can get so discouraging to people. Like I said, you get on that scale and you're like, I only lost a pound this week. I guess it's not working, but it is working because you lost a pound. So that's great. Or I only lost two pounds or I only lost three pounds this week. I guess it's not working, but it is working because that, that form of measurement is in fact moving in the right direction. Don't worry. I'm going to go back to the three things I want you to look at at the beginning of starting a fitness journey. But I want to say that also when it comes to the scale, let's keep in mind that our weight fluctuates a little bit every single day. Okay. So you can get on the scale one day and weigh one thing and you can get on the scale the next day and you can weigh a pound or two more, or you could weigh a pound or two less. And that could be without having done anything, like not working out, not paying attention to how you're eating. It it could fluctuate because maybe you had too much sodium the day before. It could fluctuate because maybe you haven't had a bowel movement yet. It could fluctuate because ladies, you could be one day closer to the start of your cycle. And obviously we retain water at the start of our cycle. It could fluctuate because you didn't get enough sleep the night before. The sleep is when the magic happens. We'll talk about sleep a little bit later too. So just know that it is normal for the scale to fluctuate a little bit. When somebody asks me like what I weigh, I I always say on average, I weigh about 110 pounds because that's what it is. It's on average. There's times where I weigh 108 or 109 and there's times where I weigh 112 or 113. And that could literally happen, you guys, all within a week or two. And that could happen. Like I'm eating the same. I'm working out the same. It's just stress level affects it. It affects our cortisol, our stress hormone. Uh, There's just so many things that can affect that number on the scale. So I just, that's, that's the biggest reason I'm talking about it today. And I'm trying to get you to shift your focus away from just the scale. Who's excited to be traveling again this summer? I know I am. I've got a work trip to the Florida Keys coming up, little trip to Dallas to see my best friend. Whether it's for work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer. So my advice to you is to take your Raycons with you. I know I'm going to be taking them with me because I need something to listen to on the plane and I definitely have to get my workouts in, which means I need music in my ears. You guys, whether you're traveling for work or you're just working or working out, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference because you get crisp, powerful beats and they're half the price of other premium audio brands. They look and feel even 
better. Raycons come in a range of colors. Dom has them in blue. I have them in rose gold. And they have customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. They really do work for everybody. And they're built to go wherever you go with a quick and easy, seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Listen up, you guys. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. You go to buyraycon.com slash autumn. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal. You'll want to grab a pair, maybe a pair for somebody else in your family, maybe a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash autumn. So B-U-Y R-A-Y-C-O-N by Raycon.com slash Autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N. And you'll get 15% off the entire site. Check it out. Improving yourself starts with shifting your patterns and building healthier habits. I aim to teach this every time I put out a fitness program, every time I talk about Ultimate Portion Fix Nutrition, every time I talk about self-care, you guys. It means making time to fit yourself in every day, managing your stress and focusing on your sleep so you just feel more energized and refreshed every day. Now, here's something cool. The Fitbit Sense is the advanced health watch that gives you tools to do just that. It is the world's first smartwatch with an EDA sensor that can actually indicate your body's response to stress. And Fitbit Premium members get a detailed breakdown of their stress management score. That's awesome, Uh, which is really cool because it shows how your heart, activity, and sleep are affected by stress. And whenever you need to take a breath, you can get up, you can move around, you can step away from whatever is stressing you out and calm your body down, calm your mind down. And right now, you get a six-month trial of premium when you buy Fitbit Sense. And hey, Mother's Day is coming up, so for all your moms out there and all the moms that like to be active or the kids are stressing them out, this could be a great gift for mom, or in the spirit of self-care, you can buy it for yourself. You visit Fitbit.com and you can check it out there. So let's go back to the, the three things that I tell people to do at the start of a fitness and nutrition journey or a weight loss journey if you have it. But I don't even want it to necessarily be a weight loss journey because we all have different goals. You might want to be building lean muscle. You might want to be more must, uh, more definition. You might want to gain a little mass. Like you might just want to fit in an old dress or feel good for a vacation. You might be beginning a fitness and nutrition journey that has nothing to do with the way you look or a size. It has everything to do with your health. And maybe the doctor said you needed to, um, you know, take control of of a lifestyle disease, something like diabetes, if it's type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure and the doctor is advising you to exercise and eat right. So there could be a million reasons. The first thing you should do, I tell people, is take photos. Photos are so important. Photos are my favorite form of measurement, okay? way more than the scale or even the measuring tape. I love photos. Here's the thing. You see your body every single day, right? We take showers, we change our clothes, we look in the mirror. You see yourself every single day. And changes happen sometimes so 
small, minuscule, that on the daily, on the regular, you're not, you don't recognize that a little bit of change is happening and a little bit of change is happening, but that tiny little bit of change is happening inside every day. You're getting a little bit healthier, a little bit stronger. And when you take those photos and you put week one and week two side by side, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I'm not as bloated as I was. Or look at the definition in my shoulders or my arms or, hey, my butt looks a little bit higher and more lifted. So photos can really show you progress, different kind of progress than a scale or a measuring tape. So I always say take photos. Take them the day before you're starting whatever fitness and nutrition program you're going to start. You want to take them from the front, the side, and the back. If you don't have somebody that can take them for you, just take them in the mirror. And what I also want to say is don't wear baggy clothing. That's important. And also try to wear the same thing each week when you take the photos. Because if one week you're wearing high-waisted pants and the next week you're wearing low-waisted pants, then you might feel like, oh, well, my stomach's hanging over my pants this week or I looked smaller there. So try to wear the same thing. I usually like to recommend a bathing suit. That's a great way. Put the same bathing suit on. You'll also start to see those pieces of clothing fitting a little bit differently week to week, photo to photo. So pictures are a really great tool for tracking your progress, right? And that is a non-scale victory. It's a non-scale way of tracking. So take photos. Number two is to take measurements, okay? So this is where you want a soft measuring tape. And there's a few spots on the body. I'll explain what they are. But taking measurements, because here's the other thing people say all the time. Well, okay, muscle weighs more than fat. That's a common misconception. Muscle and fat weigh the same. One pound of muscle and one pound of fat, they both weigh a pound. If you put them on a scale, the scale is going to say a pound. The difference is how they take up space in your body. So fat in your body Think of that as more like gelatinous, like jello, right? It's a little bit more loose and shaky. It's not compacted. And that's what gives us that appearance where we're like, oh, I don't like, you know, my, I have saddlebags. I have love handles. I don't like the way my tricep keeps waving even after I've stopped waving. Things like those are like the common things that I hear people say. Okay. So fat, it, it, it sort of spills over a little bit more, if you will. Muscle is much more compact, okay? It's super tight. Imagine like taking something and wrapping rope around it really tightly. It holds it all into place. So muscle, while one pound of muscle and one pound of fat weigh the same, muscle takes up a lot less space in your body. That's why you can have two people that are the same height that weigh the same, and one could have a lot more muscle mass on them, and one could have more fat on them, And you could say like, wow, that person looks like they don't weigh the same as that other person because it's the way it is within your body. It's how tight the muscle is within your body or if if you have, again, more fat in your body. So so let's be aware of that as well, that that's why a lot of times, you know, people will take measurements and they'll be like, wow, the scale is coming or the scale isn't really moving much, but my inches are coming way down. Well, because you're burning fat and you're converting it to muscle. So you might still weigh a similar weight, but look a lot leaner. And you guys, again, that to me, that's a huge victory. I remember when I launched my workout program, 80 Day Obsession, two years ago, 
and I was running a test group for that. I had a, a woman in the test group and she was 270 pounds. Obviously, she had a lot of weight to lose um, and she was working her butt off to do it. And she basically fluctuated three to five pounds throughout the entire 80 days. But throughout that program, she lost over 20 inches off of her body. It looked like she lost 30 pounds. If I would have told you that from photo one to photo two, it was only a three to five pound difference, you would have thought I was insane. But it was. But because she put on so much lean muscle, she got so much stronger, she got healthier, her lungs were stronger, her heart's stronger, um, her endurance was better, she had way more muscle definition, she was fitting into clothes she hadn't fit into in years. So again, that's why I point out that the scale is only one form of measurement. And that's why we want to take measurements with a measuring tape as well. So if you're going to take measurements, there's some key points that we measure. One is the bicep and you want to go through the middle. Okay. And you want to do this all on the right side of your body. If you do it on the left side, it's fine, but you want to always do it on the same side of your body each time you take measurements. And I usually tell people to only take measurements once a month because it typically takes a little more time for inches to come down. So you're going to go through the bicep. You're going to measure the chest and you're going to come right through uh, the midline. So right through the center of your nipple. And you guys, you want to make sure that the measuring tape is pulled tight, but not so tight that it's digging into you. And then you also don't want it so loose that it's like hanging because that's giving you a false read. Okay. So bicep, chest, you're going to measure your waist. And the way you measure your waist is right through the center of your belly button. It's also going to help ensure that you get the same measurement every single time. Then you want to do your hips and you want to do your hips through the widest portion. So basically right across your butt. But when you do this measurement, you need to make sure that you're standing with your feet all the way together. I make people take their shoes off and touch their feet together. Because obviously, if you open your feet up, you're spreading your hips. You don't want that. Again, it's going to give you a false measurement. So pop your shoes off. Don't wear baggy clothing when you're doing these measurements. Stand with your feet all the way together and measure through the widest part of your hips and your butt. The next measurement you're going to take is your thigh. And you want to go right through the middle of your thigh. The best way I explain to people to do this is to extend your thumb and your pinky finger. So you're kind of doing like the hang 10 sign. And you put the thumb in the middle of your knee. And wherever your pinky lands in the middle of the thigh, that's where you measure. Because then you're always going to have the exact same measurement. You're always going to measure in the same place. Because different parts of our thigh are wider, right? It's more narrow, closer to your knee, and it gets wider as you go up your leg. So you want to make sure that you're getting a really accurate measurement. And then the last place you can measure is through the middle of your calf. Same way. Thumb goes on the ankle, wherever the pinky lands in the middle of the calf, that's where you measure it. And you're going to do measurements, like I said, I typically tell people once a month. So photos every week, measurements once a month. And if you are going to get on the scale, the scale is the third thing that you can do. If you're going to get on the scale, it really shouldn't be more than once a week. And it should be at the same time of day every time you do it. So I usually say do it first thing in the morning without any clothes on after you've had a bowel movement, if you can, if you're regular and you go to bathroom in the morning. But otherwise, first thing in the morning, no clothes, okay? Because again, it's gonna give you the most accurate measurement. If you start going through your day, drinking water, eating food, 
things like that, it's obviously going to change the number on the scale. You're putting stuff in your body and you're not giving it a chance to process it and excrete the waste. So same time every time you weigh yourself. Those are the three main things that I want you to check when you're starting your fitness journey and then as you go along on your fitness journey. And again, I want to make sure we have a different attitude towards our progress, that we're adjusting our mindset to more non-scale victories. So what are some non-scale victories? Well, I already talked about the photos and measurements. Those are both non-scale victories. But other things that you can look at as you go along on this journey that are so much more important than the number on the scale, you can look at, are you getting stronger? So are you lifting heavier weights in your workout? Okay. Uh, Is your endurance getting better? Are you able to last longer in your workout, push harder, do moves that you weren't able to do when you first started? You guys, that is a true sign of progress. And that's a true sign of strength and of health, right? If if you couldn't lift more than two pounds when you started and all of a sudden you're lifting five pounds, you're stronger. If you could only do 10 jumping jacks when you first started and now you're doing 50, your heart, your lungs, they're stronger. That is so vital to our health. Like that's what this should be about. This shouldn't just be about aesthetics. I trust me, I get it. Aesthetics are fun. It is. It's fun. To, it, like, it feels good to feel good in your skin. It feels good to put on the cute clothes, ladies. Um, th- it's all important, but or, or it's actually not. Let me say that. It's not important. It's fun. But what's important is our health. What's important is that we don't have a lifestyle disease that could be prevented if we just eat right and exercise regularly. I'm not saying you can't have a cocktail. I'm not saying you can't have dessert. I love them both. I'm not saying you can't have pizza. I'm not saying you can't have burgers. I eat those too. Fries, you can have it all if you do it in moderation. If you choose a healthier version of those foods, we don't need dessert every single day. We don't need to drink a bottle of wine every night to deal with our stress and our anxiety. So, so it's so much more important to look at things like I said, like our strength and our endurance. Other non-scale victories are your clothes fitting better. That's great. That tells you, like I said, that that points out that you're losing weight, that you're losing inches, that you're getting more toned. Um, are you sleeping better at night? Uh, I can't tell you how many people start doing my fitness programs and my nutrition programs and they say two things. Oh my gosh, I'm sleeping so much better at night and oh my gosh, I have so much more energy. Well, yes, you're going to have way more energy if you're sleeping better at night and you're also going to have more energy if you're fueling your body with healthy food and if you're exercising. And by the way, you guys, When you exercise, you help tire your body out. So often we're mentally tired, but physically our bodies haven't done anything all day long. We've sat all day long. So you're on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go in terms of work stuff. And you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, you know, it's this email and it's that phone call and it's this Zoom call and it's make the kid lunch and do this and do that. And it's busy in your mind, but it's not busy in your body. And then you try to go to sleep and your body's like, hey man, I haven't burnt off any energy yet. Like I'm awake. I need to do things. I need to move. So getting your workout in helps to tire your body out, which also helps you to sleep better. And like I mentioned earlier, sleep is where the magic happens. So when you work out, 
when you go to like the workouts where you actually break your body down. So you tear your muscle fibers on a microscopic level. That's what's supposed to happen. Then they repair themselves. That's how they get stronger. But when they repair themselves the most is when you're asleep, when you're at rest. That's when it repairs and recovers and gets better for the next day. So that sleep is really important. Another thing that sleep does for us is it helps with our sugar cravings. And here's why. Because when you don't get enough sleep and you wake up really tired, you're you're probably going to have stronger sugar cravings. That's when people are like, oh, I need coffee with all the sugar and all the syrup and all the pumps and the whipped cream and things. It's not really coffee. But you start craving sugar because your body knows, our bodies are very smart, your body knows sugar is a readily available energy source. And if you didn't get enough sleep, your body's going to have stronger cravings. So now you got to fight those cravings even more. So sleep is so important. If you notice that you're sleeping better, that is a non-scale victory. Having clearer skin. Skin tends to clear up a lot when we exercise and eat right. Uh, you'll even see it in people's eyes. And a lot of that when your skin clears up and your eyes get brighter white, a lot of that's coming from proper nutrition. So fueling your body with healthy, real whole foods, the cleanest version of the foods possible. That's really what I try to preach, you guys. I don't try to preach to eliminate something unless you have an issue, like unless you have a reason, if you have a medical reason or a food sensitivity, something like that. Aside from that, I'm much more of a everything in balance, everything portion controlled, everything in moderation. Enjoy it. There's no need to have all this stress and anxiety around food or these guilty feelings around food if you just have a little balance. But with that being said, sometimes some of us got to put on our big girl and our big boy pants and suck it up because I can't tell you how many people message me and say like, I just don't like vegetables. Okay, well, you know, everybody has a choice, but you have to recognize that your choices have consequences. And if you're not willing to eat the healthy food, and you're going to eat the unhealthy food, then you're going to suffer the consequences of what those unhealthy foods do to you. That's your choice. There's no judgment, not for me anyways, but just realize that it's a choice. Like I have people do my nutrition program, the ultimate portion fix. And like, sometimes they'll message me and be like mad. Like, why do I have to eat so many vegetables? And I'm like, you don't, it, you have a choice. I'm not forcing ultimate portion fix on you, but if you're doing it, this is how many veggies you have to eat a day. This is how much fruit you have to eat a day. This is how much protein. This is how many carbohydrates. Like this is how much healthy fat. Like that's the program. Nobody's forcing you to do it. Sometimes people, um, we start something by choice, right? We start a fitness program by choice. We start a nutrition program by choice. And when it gets hard, we forget that it was our choice and we forget the reason why we chose it, that we chose it because we're trying to do something better for ourselves. We're trying to better ourselves. We want to be healthier. We want to take care of this one body that we have to live in to the best of our ability. And because in the 30 minutes it's hard and your muscles are burning and your lugs are burning and, and it's challenging you and it's making you uncomfortable, all of a sudden you start to feel like, why is this person making me do this? Because Autumn's on screen saying, I got to squat for 60 seconds. She's making me do it. No, I'm not. I'm showing you. I'm giving you a tool, giving you a tool to help you. But I'm not making you. It's your choice. And that, again, comes back to mindset that we have to constantly remind ourselves that it is a choice 
and it's a choice that we made and we made it for a good reason, right? Taking care of your body is a good choice. So it doesn't have to be about this number on the scale. Let's make it about our health and let's make it about progress. And even if that number on the scale only moves a little bit, let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate the number on the scale moving. Let's celebrate the inches going down. Let's celebrate the photos looking good and the clothes fitting well and the strength that we gain and the sleep that gets better and the energy that improves and the skin that clears up. Let's celebrate it all because it's all a part of the journey. It's not just one thing. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. And while I always encourage you guys to cook at home as much as you can, I know sometimes we're busy and we need a little help. So Sakara gives you the ability to not just eat healthy, but to truly enjoy it with chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And the menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunch, and dinners changes weekly so you never get bored. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash let's do life and enter code autumn. 20 at checkout. So that's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash let's do life to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash let's do life and you use code autumn 20 to get 20% off your first order. There's something else I want to talk about when it comes to this number on the scale, which is how do we even determine what we want that number on the scale to be? I get this one a lot. You know, I audit my get messages. My, I'm doing your workout program and I weigh this amount. And my goal is to weigh this amount. Okay. Where'd that number come from? I'll respond. I'll ask back where, you know, why that number? Um, well, that's what I weighed when I was a collegiate athlete or that's what I weighed in high school or that's what I weighed when I was doing Ironman's. Okay, well, are you doing Ironmans? No. Okay. Are you in college? No, I'm 45. Okay. Are you in high school? No. I'm a mom with three kids. Okay, well, then we can't always expect to weigh the same that we weighed in high school. You guys want to know what I weighed in high school? I weighed 95 pounds, and it wasn't because I had an eating disorder. It wasn't It wasn't because I wasn't eating. I ate all the time. I went to school. I danced every night of the week. I competed, and I was... 16. I wasn't done turning into a woman yet. Like we're supposed to have a little more fat on our bodies so that we can bear children after we bear children. Look, it doesn't mean you can't have an incredible body, but it's not necessarily going to be the same shape that it was when you were in high school. It's not necessarily going to be the same size that it was when you were in high school. I couldn't fathom trying to weigh 95 pounds right now in high school. That's just what it was. That wasn't effort. That's just what I weighed. And that's what I weighed through college. I was a dance major. And again, I'll be the first to say I did not, I did not have an eating disorder. I ate all the time. I was just, I've always had a fast metabolism. My parents are tiny. I'm tiny. So I do have a little bit of genetics on my side, but 
our bodies change, our hormones change, our metabolisms change, our stress level changes, our responsibility levels change. So many things change as we age. So we have to stop picking this random number that we want the scale to get to and then fighting like hell to get to it and getting mad if we don't get to it. But maybe you get within five pounds of it and you look great and you feel great. And then all of a sudden you step on that scale and you're like, oh, but it doesn't say, doesn't say that number. So I guess all that hard work wasn't worth it. Of course it was worth it. Are you feeling good? That's, that's what we need to focus on. And this is why I get so frustrated when we get obsessed with the number on the scale. Because like I said, it doesn't define us. It should not define us. And it's just one form of measurement. It's just a tool. That's all it is. So as I mentioned a million times in this episode, that's what I'm trying to get people to do is shift their mindset away from all of their success riding on that random number that we snatched out of the air. Now, if a doctor tells you they want you to get to a certain weight, that I totally understand. Um, But again, you guys, even that can look different. I can tell you that 110 pounds on me, that's what I weigh, it can look different if I'm training really hard and I have a lot more muscle on me and if I'm not training really hard and I'm not being completely dialed in. I can still weigh 110 pounds and I can be 18% body fat and I can be 21% body fat. I know that because it's happened to me over the last couple of years by choice, by me saying like, oh, I, you know, I was super dialed in. Now I'm going to be a little more lackadaisic. That's my choice. And because I'll do a body scan, a DEXA scan, I can see exactly how much fat I have on my body, bone mass, muscle mass I have on my body. And like I said, I can weigh 110 pounds and I can be 18% body fat. And I can weigh 110 pounds and I can be 21% body fat. Obviously, I'd prefer to be the 18% if I'm doing the work. That's, again, that's more of the sign of, okay, where am I at on my health and wellness journey? Both are healthy weights for me. Neither one are unhealthy. But my point is, is just that even when that number is the same on the scale, it can look and feel different. It can look and feel different in the mirror. It can look and feel different in your clothes. So I, I said it earlier. I want to get rid of this word only. I only lost. I only lost four pounds. I only lost five pounds. I want to say, I want it to be a statement. I lost four pounds. I lost five pounds. I want it to be a celebration. The other word I want you to get rid of is the word can't. Like just remove it from your vocabulary. I've been saying this for years. What's the saying? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I mean, that saying is brilliant because if you think you can, if you believe wholeheartedly that you can do something, you're going to go out there and do everything you can to make it happen. It doesn't matter how long it takes to make it happen. It's part of the reason I got to where I'm at in my career. I just believed that I could and I wasn't willing to give up until I did. took a lot longer than I expected, about 10 years longer, but I got here. Had I given up at any point along the way, I wouldn't have, but I got here because I never gave up. And the same goes for if you think you can't. If you go into something thinking, I can't do this, I'm not going to be able to do this, this probably isn't going to work for me, then you're right. It probably won't. I talk about this in my book, Lose Weight Like Crazy Even If You Have a Crazy Life. I talk about the fact that if you go into a nutrition program and this is your mindset, I've tried a million diets, none of them work for me. I'm going to try this one, but it's probably not going to work for me either. 
you're right. It's probably not going to work for you. You might as well just stop right there. Because when you take that negative mindset into the situation, that's the energy you're taking into the situation. So chances are you're not going to give it your all. Chances are you're going to look at it and complain about all the things you don't like about it. Well, oh, I have to eat this many vegetables. I don't want to eat this many vegetables. This program sucks. Oh, I can only have three glasses of wine a week. That's so ridiculous. I want to have more than that. This program sucks. So if you go into it with that mindset of it's not going to work for me, you're going to find all the faults and all the reasons and all the things that you don't like about it that, that'll make it won't work, not work for you. But if you go into it like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going in 100%, 110%. What does it say? It says I have to eat this many vegetables a day. All right, I better start eating this many vegetables a day. It says that I have to eat uh, the carbs this many times a day. All right, I'm not going to fear the carbs. I'm going to eat the carbs. Great, healthy carbs, you guys. By the way, I'm not talking about cookies and crackers. I'm going to do it. It says that I can still have wine three times a week. Fantastic. Don't have to give it up. Sweet. It says I can have chocolate. Cool. I just got to count for it. I can only have it a certain number of, can only have it a certain number of times a week, but I still get to have it. That's awesome. Last diet I tried said I couldn't have it at all. Last diet I tried said I couldn't have carbs at all. So if you're taking a positive mindset into it, you're going to get so much more out of it because you're willing to work the program. You're willing to work the program. Whereas that negative mindset is there to show you all the reasons why the program won't work. The positive mindset is there to show you all the ways you can work that program so that it works for you. I say it all the time. It works if you work. So you have to be willing to work. It doesn't mean every day is going to be rainbows and sunshines and care bears sliding around, but it does mean that in general, we have to check ourselves. We have to check our attitude. We have to check our mindset. I do this on a regular basis and I'll be the first to admit I am a very big work in progress. I think we're all, not all, but I think a lot of people are prone to the negative. It's just easier For some reason, it's easier to believe the bad. For some reason, it's just easier to dwell in it. So we really have, for people like me, we got to fight a little bit harder to check ourselves, to check that attitude and to bring it back around and say like, no, this is good. No, the world isn't against me. I can do things. I can do hard things. That's the main message, you guys. It's to check yourself, check your attitude, come into it with a positive mindset, come into it with a mindset that is not just focused on the scale, come into it with a mindset that is 110% focused on the best, healthiest body that you can create for yourself. It really is truly the only place you have to live. You get one life and you get one body and this is the body you're living in. So what are you going to do for it? How are you going to take care of it? Are you going to nurture it and make sure that it is functioning to the very best of its ability? That doesn't mean that we won't struggle and we won't run into things, but are you going to take care of it to the best of your ability? Or are you going to abuse it and then get mad at it for not taking better care of you? Remember, the choice is yours. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. All this month on Pluto TV, women take the lead in celebration of Women's History Month. Drop in for the best of female talent in film, TV, documentaries, comedy, and more. With big movies like Charlie's Angels, Last Holiday, and Pretty in Pink. Plus, shows like Inside Amy Schumer, Moesha, and Sister Sister. There's something for everyone. Get ready. Coming to Podcast One, it's the Kelly Osbourne and Jeff Beecher Show. Oh my God, do you remember opening night when Mick Jagger crawled out on his hands and knees because someone turned on the smoke machine and that was broken and the whole club almost got you evacuated? Went, with your accent, you're like, oh no, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing the Osborne tradition, host Kelly Osborne. There are days where I wake up and I think that I'm wonderful and I love myself. Bringing a fresh dose of truth. And there are days that you wake up and you feel like you're not good enough to even walk out of the door. Joins best friend and Beecher's Madhouse creator, Jeff Beecher. For everyone that listens, it, you're never stopping fixing your head. It's a constant work, it's just like exercising. In a raw, real, and crazy, unforgettable podcast. The whole thing for me with this was, you're so right, Jeff, was like we had to fix our heads because we were both... Insane. Timmy was a hoarder. Do you know about this, Donnie? Yeah, I heard the story. They let him live in the Hard Rock, and he wouldn't stop eating off the room service plates outside the people's table. <laughs> oh my god, that's the so- <laughs> Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.